season as we are remembering all the good things that God done, remembering uh, the great gift that He gave us, and that uh, we want to take time and, and search our hearts. And, uh, you know, what, what does this season mean to you? What, if, what have you received? What have you given? What is God doing in your life? What are you looking forward to? And we just know and believe that, that God wants to do something uh, just special uh, in, in your heart today. Uh, in, the, in the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 11, uh, we're going to just read a few scriptures and uh, just want to talk a little bit uh, just about communion. And uh, then we're going to uh, have another song and we're going to take communion together and um, just, be a, just be a time of reflection. So let's just take a moment and pray. Heavenly Father, today I just ask that you would speak to each and every heart individually. Lord, I thank you today for all of this season, all the things that we're anticipating. Lord, I pray that uh, you would let Jesus be born fresh and new in each of our hearts. And I pray, Lord, today that as we look at ourselves, Lord, that you would let us take a good look, a long look in-depth look. And Father, let us not hide from ourselves, but let us be honest and truthful with ourselves and with you. And Lord, and through that, you're going to do miracles in our lives today. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said a big amen. amen. You know, as God began to create, God's a creator. And God has created in you and put himself within you. He created in your DNA he said in his image, he formed you, he created you, and he created you with a spot, a place that only he can dwell. But because of sin, because of deception, because man's disobedience to God, sin came into the world and man was separated from God. God showed man how to make a sacrifice and through blood, bring forgiveness for a season. But God had a plan. Did you know God has a plan for your life? Did you know God's plan has been this plan from the beginning? He didn't, just, he didn't just wake up this morning and say, Hey, I wonder what I can do with them. He's known you from the beginning and He has a plan for you. And He wants good things for you. So many times we get separated from the plan. We say no to the plan. We want to go our own direction in our own way. But it's when we come back and say, Lord, what is your plan for my life? I want to follow your plan, your will, your desire. It's when we truly begin to look at ourselves. We're going to talk about that in a moment. We find what it is. And here, as they, they went through all of the years and sacrifices, and here we have the children of Israel in slavery, in bondage in Egypt. And all of the plagues begin to come. God sent Moses a, a deliverer. But Pharaoh wouldn't let his people go. And the plagues begin to come. And then the tenth plague, the death angel. God said, tonight I want you to take all the children of Israel, take and kill a lamb and take the blood and put it upon the, the sides of the door and the top. And when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. And that night, the death angel came through all of Egypt. Wherever he saw the blood on the doorpost, he passed. 
But every home that did not have it of the Egyptians, the firstborn died. That night was the night that Pharaoh said, get out of here. You can go. And Israel was delivered from bondage. And they went on their journey, making their way to the promised land. And from that night, they began to honor Passover. They had the Passover meal in remembrance of the great deliverance, of remembrance of God hearing their prayers and bringing them out of bondage and delivering them from slavery. They remembered the sacrifice that was made and the blood and they remembered eating the meal with their their shoes on their feet and their staff in their hand ready to go. For all those years, they began to honor Passover. Now Jesus has come. Jesus is born in a manger, God's Son. He came for a specific purpose. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever should believe in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. But Jesus didn't come to set up a kingdom. He didn't come, as His disciples thought, to deliver them from Roman rule then and there. Jesus came for a purpose greater than that time and that problem and that situation. Though God cares about your individual situations and what you're going through right now, God, amen, didn't just care about them then and there, but all throughout eternity, He cared about you and I. How? What can I do? The blood of the lambs and the goats, the lamb, the sacrifices just forgive sin for a short period and then we have to continue to come back. But he needed a perfect sacrifice. He needed a perfect lamb. John looked and saw Jesus coming to be baptized and said, Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. As Jesus was born there in Bethlehem in that manger and that star appeared there in the shepherd's field, the angels appeared and said, For unto you a child is born. Through history, we were at that shepherd's field. We were there. It wasn't just any shepherds. It wasn't just any flock. But it was the flock of the sacrificial lambs. It was the shepherds that were watching over the sheep that would be the sacrifices for the sins of the people. And they got to see the Lamb of God that would take away the sins of the world. But Jesus came for a specific purpose and He came to die. We celebrate His birth at this time. But we got to remember the whole story. He didn't just born in a manger. He's still not there. He's not a baby anymore. He grew up. He lived a sinless life. He performed many miracles. He, he preached the gospel. He raised the dead, healed the sick, cast out devils. I mean, he did many miracles. But that's not why he came. He came to die. He came to give his life that you and I could have eternal life. He came so that you and I would not go to hell, but we could go to heaven. 
He came to be our sacrifice. When we owed a debt we couldn't pay, He came and paid a debt that He didn't owe. Thank God that He was willing to lay down His life and die. Jesus, getting ready, knowing what was coming, getting ready to go to the cross, the disciples didn't know what all was going on, but they got ready to celebrate this Passover, as all Jewish people did, as Jesus had done growing up. He honored and remembered when his ancestors came out of Egypt and they heard the story about God's miraculous power and how they cried unto God and God sent Moses and how he had preached and told Pharaoh, let my people go. And he wouldn't. And God, his heart was hardened. But then how the death angel passed through the land. But when he saw the blood, he passed over. That night, in the upper room, when they were there with his disciples, it was common. This is what they had always done. They always remembered. But on this night, everything is about to change. Everything is about to get new meaning. There's an old covenant. There's a remembrance. But a new covenant is about to be birthed. They didn't understand it all then. They would understand it more later. But Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body that was broken for you. Isaiah said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. His body was wounded. They, they, they couldn't fathom, they couldn't understand when he picked that bread up and he broke it. And he began to break it off and, and give it to each one. And they began, this is my body that's broken for you. They had no idea that just hours was going to go by and he was going to be betrayed and he was going to be taken and, and tied to a post and beaten with a whip with a cat of nine tails with glass and metal and it would rip his flesh from his body and with every stripe it would bring healing amen to every believer down through all the rest of the generations he was wounded his body broken and then he took the cup and he said, this is my blood which was shed for you for repentance, for forgiveness. This is my blood. Drink it. Many, he said, that, 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 that offended a lot of them. That offended people when he started talking about drinking. Now what in the world is he talking about? They couldn't understand the spiritual implication, the meaning of what all was going to happen. We're here today understanding and remembering, amen, that this cup, that this bread represents the sacrifice, his death, but also his resurrection. Amen? This is my blood. Drink it. 
So we come into Corinthians and Paul is teaching and he says, chapter 11, verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread And drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily. Eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause many are weak and sickly among you. And many sleep. For if we would judge ourselves. We should not be judged. Let's just talk about that for just a moment. For if we would judge ourselves. We would not be judged. Today, as we get ready to partake of the Lord's Supper, as we get ready to remember His sacrifice and take His body that He broke for us and take that blood that He shed for our sins and we take it and we're going to remember all that He's done and His blessings, but we're not going to take it unworthily. We're not going to take it in selfishness, in pride. We're not going to take it with envy and jealousy in our heart. We're not going to take it with bitterness and unforgiveness in our hearts. We're not going to take it unworthily. Now, in ourselves, we're not worthy, are we? Our righteousness, the Bible says, is as filthy rags. But we're worthy because of what Jesus has done for us. We're worthy Because He makes us worthy. But we judge ourselves, Then we won't be judged. So I want to ask us in just a moment. And and Chrissy, you may go ahead and get Jeannie. Somebody's going to go get Jeannie. Okay, she's going to be singing for us here in just a moment. Um, as, as, As Jeannie sings, is. We're going to take just a moment and then I'm going to ask our ushers and whoever Brother David has set up to to come and pass it out to get ready to do that. But I, I want us to judge ourselves today. You know what? Nobody knows you better than you know yourself. Because you, you, you not only know your actions, you know your thoughts. You know your intentions. You, you, you know everything. And you know what? When we're talking about judging ourselves, it's not judging ourselves to condemn ourselves and go, oh, you're so bad, you're not worthy. No, it's to search our heart and say, is there anything in me that's not like Jesus? What if I, have, have I done something 
that has hurt someone? Am I, am I holding unforgiveness? Unforgiveness. Bitterness. A grudge. Maybe, maybe you got in an argument with your wife or your kids this morning before getting ready for church. That happens. The devil fights hard when you're getting ready to come to church on Sundays. And you just might need to look over and say, I'm sorry. You know, there's things that we can do. There's things that we, we if we judge ourselves, then God won't judge us. If we'll see and look and what, what, what were my thoughts? What were my intentions? What were my actions? If they were wrong, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Aren't you glad? So today, as we just take a moment, just setting in contemplation, just, just thankful for what God has done, thankful for the birth of Jesus, thankful for all the gifts that He's given us, we judge ourselves and say, Lord, what's not like you? What have I said? What have I done? How have I acted? Am I in good relationship with you. Only you know that. And if your answer is no, I'm not. Well, then fix it. Say, Pastor, how do I fix it? You just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Come into my life new and fresh and forgive me of my sins. And I'm confessing to you that this is not right and I, I'm judging myself and I'm saying, man, that was wrong. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have acted that way. This is not right in my life. This, And Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. And the Bible says He's faithful and just. He'll forgive you and cleanse you and make you worthy to receive His body, His blood. And then it becomes a blessing. That brokenness brings healing into your life. That body that was broken becomes healing and strength and restoration. That blood that was shed becomes restoring and forgiving and cleansing. And then we are restored and refreshed. And we are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things are become new because of what Jesus has done. And today, we're remembering that. That's what we're going to remember. When we hold that cup and we hold that bread and we thank God for that sacrifice and we search our hearts and we say, Lord, let everything be right. Would you just take a moment? Would you just close your eyes and bow your head? And judge yourself this morning. Where is your relationship with God? Where does it stand? David said, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me. 
Lord, today we just judge ourselves. We don't want to stand before you with sin in our life because you came that we may receive forgiveness. So I judge myself, my motives, my attitudes, my actions. And whatever area that I failed you, I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me for every word that was unkind and unlike you. Forgive me for every thought that was unholy. Forgive me for every action. Father, today I confess my sin and I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Today I search my heart and I see if am I holding bitterness or unforgiveness for anyone? I judge myself today. Am I angry with someone? Father, today I ask you to forgive me. I release them. I release that unforgiveness. I ask you to deliver me from every habit and addiction. I ask you to let your love Feel every part of my heart that has hate. I ask for the blood of Jesus to cover me and cleanse me and wash me. Turn my unrighteousness into righteousness. Today I receive your forgiveness. Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Lord and my Savior and my friend. I'm unworthy in myself, but I'm worthy through your righteousness. So today I want to remember, celebrate the sacrifice you made on the cross for me. Thank you for being born in a manger. Thank you for your life, your death, your resurrection. And I want to be ready when you come again. So today I celebrate with your body. And I thank you that through your brokenness I'm healed and through your blood I'm forgiven. And I receive your forgiveness today. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask our ushers.